0: I'm <laughs> not
1: Scripted Wrestling Podcast. I'm your gracious, humble, and sexy host, Daniel Hummer. I'm here with my uh, beautiful brother, Doug. We got a birthday boy tomorrow.
2: Aw, thank you. Yes. How are you?
0: Happy birthday. I'm
2: I'm pretty good. Good spirits. Good spirits. Uh, We'll see where I am at the end of the show. Uh, (laughs) Yes, not only my birthday tomorrow, but also uh, the object of... uh, Eric's, uh, the majority of Eric's wet dreams. Sean Cena? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say Jesse Goddard's. Oh. It's it's Jesse. I share a, uh, I share a birthday with, uh, not only mine and Eric's, uh, love child, but, uh, also, um, one of the girls we used to work with at, uh, Target. Oh, I was going to
0: say, who's the love child?
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway I was hoping to just get away with that without you two asking questions uh, but any, but I share a birthday with uh, John Cena yes Britt Baker yes Tony Atlas yes uh, Jesse Goddard yes I'm not proud of this but Bubba the Love Sponge <laughs> uh, this is also this was also Terry Gordy's birthday right uh, unfortunately he's no longer here. Uh, also, William Shakespeare was also born on April the 23rd. Hell yeah. So there's some cool out today.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of talent there.
2: Uh, uh, and that's all.
1: That's the only people you were talking about, right? Just that list. They share a birthday with you. Right? Yeah. Okay, there
2: you go. And George Lopez. And George Lopez. Oh, one of my favorite sure. sick Hey! <laughs>
1: Sorry. Oh, and uh,
2: somebody that, uh, I think, she, she used to be on a, she's on a show that Sharon likes, the Valley, Valerie Bertinelli, also born on April 23rd. Really? There you go. Yeah. All fine folks. Yes. Very awesome people. Oh, well,
1: I mean, Jesse Goddard's is a dick. I liked him on Big, actually, I didn't like him on Big Brother. Eric's here. <laughs> How you doing, What's
0: Eric? Up? I'm pretty good. Happy birthday, Doug!
2: Thank you. Just don't forget to say it tomorrow. He's doing it so he doesn't have to. Uh,
1: we got a lot to get into today, but let's go to Doug with the plugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Make sure you listen to Boxman and Smirk. Uh, Eric, have they changed their name yet?
0: Uh, yeah, Wrestling Outlet.
2: Hi. Right. Make sure to rest, uh, listen to Boxman and Smart, the Wrestling Outlet, uh, every Wednesday night. Mixer dot com slash Wrestling Outlet. Uh, they're doing it in the inside of a mall, apparently. Uh, and then, of course, listen to them uh, Saturdays, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Time for Hollywood Hangout. Mixer dot com slash Hollywood Hangout. Listen to us. Every Friday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time for, for the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Obviously tonight, John Cena versus Edge, Feud Retrospective. Then uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, next Friday, we're going to be doing a, uh, a fantasy lethal lottery and battle bowl. We're each going to pick names. We're going to put them in a hat. We're going to draw the tag team matches live on air. This is really our sixth rivalry retrospective? Is it?
1: Yeah. Damn. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. So uh, we'll dry, draw the matches live on air. We're going to fantasy book them, and then we're going to fantasy book the Battle Bowl Battle Royal and find out who the Battle Bowl champion is going to be. And then I'll announce more of what we're going to do in the month of May next week when I figure it out. <laughs> All right. Listen on Saturdays. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Unscripted Unlimited. Now, tomorrow, because it is my birthday, and uh, Eric and I will be too busy making out with one another, Uh, we will not be doing a show. Eric, just don't forget to bring the baby oil. Uh, And uh, I'll be here, too, so Eric, don't forget to bring the
1: mud pit. (laughs)
0: Where
1: are we a- <laughs> oh, Tim's coming tomorrow? I think
0: God.
2: Isn't that <laughs>
0: fantastic? I'll be upstairs.
2: Uh anyway. Great guy. So and then next week oh whose turn is it to pick next week for Unscript and Unlimited? Uh I don't
1: know. Or do I think you- we should do what I want to do. Okay.
2: Uh so, Dango, pick and he'll inform us. Well, you you like want to me comment? to just
1: announce it? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Eric, if you're down to do this, I, I want to do a new thing on uh, Unlimited next time we do it. Okay. Called, I want to bring the history lesson back, but I want to do it in a different way. Okay. I want you to pick one topic that you're passionate about. Doug picks one thing, like his turtles or something, and I pick one thing. And then we each ask each other uh, 10 questions on that
0: particular thing. Oh, that's
1: a good idea. Yeah, so then, like, if you pick like a football guy or like some baseball, something you're into, I'll come up Flip with Baker. questions. <laughs> Flip Baker, ask you quite opinions, facts,
0: oh, anything, and you can kind of educate. Oh, not, yeah, definitely. So we can't do it next week. Oh, we can. Remember All our right. double
1: date. Uh, Is right. Double date next week. This thing's falling <laughs> off the rails.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Eric and I have uh, uh, dinner plans. Um do you? Yeah. Two women. Yeah. Karen and Liz. Stelman <laughs> uh, and Louise. Uh, but, uh, all right, yeah, so we'll do that in a couple weeks then. But Thank you. Uh, thanks for the reminder, Eric. Um, yep. Any other plugs? Also, listen, or listen to Daniel and Mindy uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time for the Stabcast. Announcement will be coming uh, soon. Uh, either go to Facebook and the Stabcast group.
1: Or the TikTok. Mindy's killing it on the TikTok, the Stabcast. Make sure to check her out there.
2: Now She's killing it on TikTok. How is she killing it? Is she stabbing it? Representing cat.
1: She's not harming anybody. I'm no, no. right.
2: I kind of quit taking stuff literal. Yeah. Well, if we're
0: talking literal, then are you getting hair plugs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, shut up, Sherry.
2: Well, that was a good one. I actually thought it was funny. Uh, and I had to think about it for a second. Can we eat some of your birthday cake after this? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, of course, check out our buddy Sean on YouTube, Elite Diplodoc. Yeah, he's playing Fortnite now. <sighs> he kind of sucks at it, but he's playing Fortnite. That's my boy, though. I love Sean. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, and check us out on eBay, DDE Collectibles. We're going to put some stuff up this weekend. Already got some stuff up now. Uh, it's DDE Collectibles. Eric wanted to name it EDD. E D D collectibles until he found out that also stands for erectile dysfunction disorder. Well, I think that describes us pretty well. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I was just they... joking about that. I wasn't serious.
1: By the way, the first D is my
2: name. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get top billing on everything.
0: Well, oh, alphabetically. That
2: actually is true.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, it's only fair. We have anything else? Uh. No, I think we can actually just end the
1: episode <laughs> uh no, we actually got a big one. We're doing another rivalry retrospective uh John Cena and edge uh John Cena's birthday is tomorrow, so that's what kind of prompted us to do that uh he's the second best person born on that day
2: first one being Bert Baker, right I was gonna go Jesse, but uh so now um so now I got knocked down to number four <laughs> i like I don't like Britt Baker.
1: Sorry,
0: Eric. Uh, she's okay. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> no, I, I like her she's cool. Uh, she's cool. She's a good worker.
0: But, I like uh, her for other reasons. But I'm not going to yeah, talk her,
1: about uh, that. You pig. Her personality. No, she's
0: a good dentist.
1: Great dentist.
2: We could use her. Eric's actually looking to see if his insurance will cover that. <laughs> I hope so.
0: No.
1: <laughs> Fly out to Florida for a dental appointment? Uh, John Cena and Edge in Pittsburgh? we gotta let's keep it rolling here <laughs> John Cena and Edge uh, one of the greatest rivalries of my generation for the ruthless aggression uh, era a lot of people my age at twenty twenty five, uh, you know uh, demographic kind of grew up during this era and uh, this is one of the biggest programs uh, Edge was such a great heel, and John Cena was the baby face of all baby faces uh before we get into too much, what was your kind of first thoughts on this just like first like memories of seeing these two kind of go at it because we're gonna go back a little farther first, so
2: you're going to me first, yeah, hey, well, that will be fun while you're looking at me uh I actually edge. Was a great heel, especially around that you know like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six era, because the whole rated our superstar thing.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know in real life, you know fucking the best friend's girl. Yeah. Uh. And then. You know, uh, the ultimate opportunist thing where he stole the WWE ti- – well, not stole it, but won the WWE title from John Cena for cashing and money in the bank after the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. He just proved how good of a heel he was. Right. And John Cena was the ultimate babyface at that time because he was kind of the guy that, like, he identified with the people.
1: Yeah. And so, to an extent. I mean, they usually cheered him against Edge. But this was still, I mean, let's go see a see that sucks. I mean, yeah. it didn't really start to like oh seven oh eight, but right, it was still happening. And uh, now th- this feud means a lot uh, for a lot of reasons. Let's go back, uh, kind of edge around the era, the ruthless aggression era. Obviously, he came up. A little background on Edgy came up in the. Attitude Era with uh, the Brood uh, and Christian, and then him and Edge and Christian went on to have tons of success with the TLC matches. Yeah, uh, winning the titles a shitload of times. So these kind of two were on similar, but different paths too because you know edge came up around the independent circuit and that's all he cared about was being a wrestler i remember seeing a video of edge back in the day on a talk show asking uh in the crowd just skinny looking toothpick asking bret Hart uh what what it takes to become a wrestler yeah and uh so for edge eric do you remember seeing a little bit of edge in the attitude era in the kind of early days of the ruthless aggression era
0: yeah um he, he he was kind of a baby. was he he was a baby face before he turned before he um hooked up with Violeta. um he he went after the i c title well he was what in he was i c champion for, for two times know what i'm he was, more, he was like a, kind of a mid-carder to upper mid-carder guy before he became the um, household name that he is today. Yeah.
1: yeah when I, he, I, when I, him
0: and Christian broke up.
1: Yeah. It it seems like they – when they broke up, it seemed like – I mean, it, it really never felt like they had shit for Christian. But it, it always felt like they wanted to push edge in a way. Like they were tagging him with Hogan yeah. and stuff, uh, the time or two that they did. Right, and uh, you know he had the program with Kane, and uh, he had a couple different programs, and but he nothing ever really stuck. Uh, until he goes on, to me, I, I think he the the curve started to turn a little bit when he had that match with Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble. And he kind of got into that program, and then he won Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, and the rest is kind of history.
2: Yep. I I would go a yep. little bit uh, before that, like when he, uh, like it, when he was in Toronto. They were in Toronto for SummerSlam, and uh, it was him, Chris Jericho, and Batista. And he's from Toronto. Jericho's from Winnipeg, but Jericho also was born in Manhattan. Yeah. And the crowd preferred Jericho over Edge. Yeah. And so, like, I think that kind of started, like, the wheels of, like, the heel turn. And then Edge got hurt. And, uh, you know, had to vacate the Intercontinental title, even though he was only hurt for, like, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think, like, you kind of saw the wheels start to turns when he started kind of showing an attitude uh because he felt like he was getting held down. So like probably around like maybe Survivor Series 04 I think is when things really started to turn for him.
1: I can see that. Yep. So he was kind of on this road a little bit of a longer road than Cena. But uh Cena kind of going over to him in his history uh, give a little bit of a background on John Cena, Doug. Coming up in uh, not
2: Smoky Mountain, uh, uh, Ohio OB, Valley, uh, OVW. So he just, I mean, he was one of those guys. He had been a WWE fan or WWF fan all his life. Uh, he got started. He was a bodybuilder. They brought him into UPW in California, along with uh, Samoa Joe, right, and others. Uh, OVW signed him. He became this guy called the Prototype. He was managed, I think he was managed by, uh, by Kenny Bolin. The Prototype was like a robot character, right? Yeah. Your Prototype, like, man.
1: Yeah. But I think, didn't they go a little literal with it, too? And make it like, like, he wasn't a man, like he was like a robot?
2: Yeah. And, uh. Then, like, 2002, because he was in this class, you know, with, like, Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar and uh, uh, Batista and Randy Orton. These are all guys that, like, Cornette was trying to mold into, like, the next superstar.
1: Which, of all the shit that's taught, I mean, that's a pretty damn
0: good class. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, oh. he he didn't like, he yeah, liked yeah, Peter, yeah. he liked Orton, he liked Shelton. He really didn't like. Batista that much. He didn't really see a lot in Batista. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't like Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar like they were paying Brock Lesnar so much money to train at their facility. He didn't want to train at their facility. He wanted a private facility to himself. Yeah. Uh, so he got Brad Rangan to train him. So like he you know, Cornet, you know, takes shit personal. Can't really, you know, judge him for it yeah. or I can't you probably could uh but he um but yeah like Cena was kind of like one of his prize students and they were trying to get these guys because it was going to be that next era because they were moving into this ruthless aggression era so Cena comes up has his first match with Kurt Angle uh says he uh distributes ruthless aggression and he's just like, he's this vanilla baby face.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: very vanilla. French vanilla.
1: Yeah, super fucking vanilla.
2: Okay. Got no personality I re- oh, got
0: ruthless aggression.
2: No, you no, You just sound like you gotta poop. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I mean, but he was he was good if he had like the right guy with him. Like, he had a Good, like, first debut against Kurt Angle. He had a couple of good matches with Jericho. uh, But, like, there was really nothing to the character. And then all of a sudden, they're on a European tour. And he's freestyling in the back of a bus with, believe it or not, well, with Rikishi, Eddie Guerrero... And believe it or not, Jimmy is the referee.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
2: <laughs> really? There was a
1: certain young lady that was uh, on that bus.
2: Uh, Yeah, with the last name McMahon.
1: Yeah. Stephanie's kind of the one that heard that. Yeah. And uh, Stephanie's the one that pushed for that after that.
2: Yeah. Because she's like, she went to the back of the bus and she goes, uh, you can freestyle? He goes, yeah. She goes, do you listen to hip hop? And he's like, yeah. So she's like, okay. So she goes to Vince, because they were going to fire him. Yeah. Like, that was planned. Wow. Like He was done. And uh, she went to Vince, and Vince said, okay, pal. Or, you know, talking to Steph, and he's like, all right, pal, uh, we're going to dress him up as Vanilla Ice for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and he freestyled, but he got it over yeah. And uh, you know, that just kind of started I mean, obviously it started out as a heel. It took a year for like everybody to kind of cheer him. By the way, the babyface turn kind of happened in Buffalo.
1: Fuck yeah.
2: Uh, We got seen all over. Yeah. <laughs> we cheered him and booed Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, being the fact that he brought that Ray brought us Dominic Mysterio, he deserves to get booed. Uh, but um, so then, you know, that kind of you know the whole character and doing the battle raps and stuff, you know, it was kind of a, it wasn't as much of a slow build as like Edge, but you had this build that's just like, okay, we know we can get him over. He's with the crowd. He can be raunchy when he wants to be. Uh, and he knows how to burn people. You know, with words, not, you know, going around with a, a
1: cigarette. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, that's kind of how, like, you know, we got to Cena because they knew. I think when Cena and Batista both got called out to the main roster, they knew that, these were going to be the guys we wanted to push. Yeah. I mean, Brock, too, because Brock was a beast. Brock was also uh, an immature prima donna little bitch right. back then. Uh, and Brock Lesnar, if you're listening to this podcast, big fan. Uh,
1: I like Brock.
2: But, um... Well, I'm glad you well, you guys are safe then. Uh, but so, like with Cena, Cena and Batista, they were going to be the guys, I think, because they needed two new, fresh faces to lead that era, to lead that ruthless aggression era. Yeah. And it's like okay, especially since there was going to be like this brand split. So one guy was going to run one brand, the other guy was going to run the other. Yes. But a, but each guy needed yep. like a foil, like a bad guy. Edge, out of all the opponents John Cena's had, out of all of, like, John Cena's biggest rivalries, I really I, – I'm going to stick to Edge being the best one.
1: Now, did him and Edge have a match before the Elimination Chamber thing? No. They never wrestled any on SmackDown or nothing? Uh, tags. This just tag matches. Okay. Yes. Nothing too too much to get into there. Well, let's talk about the big moment where this thing kind of started off. Obviously, you know, to fast forward a little bit, Cena won at WrestleMania, beat JBL for the title, uh, yeah. and the wheels start turning. Uh, Batista beats Triple H for the world title, and uh, then they switch brands. Because I think they kind of think at this point Cena's more of a moneymaker than Batista. So they they switch those two. Batista, you're going to lead SmackDown. John Cena's going to lead Raw. Uh, You get to the, you know, Elimination Chamber at New Year's Resolution 2006. Yes. And uh, Cena goes through a brutal match. Uh, Let me see if I can name everybody in it. Carlito, Chris Masters, Triple H?
2: No. Benoit? No. All right. Who else is in it? Kane, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. Okay. So you named the two guys that had no business being in that fucking
1: (laughs) match. But not the one. Uh, The two guys that lasted to the end of the fucking match. Yeah. And uh, John Cena, you know, bloody, battered, but beat everybody, beat the odds. And then... Because he started the match, by the way. He started the match. He went through it. He's a tough son of a bitch. Then Vince comes out.
0: All bloody. And then, uh, what's up? He was all bloody after the match.
1: Yes, he was very bloody. Vince comes out. And uh, Vince makes a declaration that the Money in the Bank briefcase is being used. We don't know what this is. We've never dealt with it before. All we know is that Edge got a title shot. It was kind of a genius storytelling because everyone thought he was going to like
2: say, okay, I'm cashing it in. Let's schedule a match for this pay-per-view. Well, yeah, because that's the original, like, way. But, like, again, in, you know, the fine print says you can cash it in whenever you want. So, Edge kind of started that whole... Now, that's the only way it's been used,
1: except for RVD, right?
2: RVD, uh, Cena called his shot ahead of time. And lost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I mean, Damian Sandow, when he had the briefcase, he called his shot ahead of time. I mean, he beat the shit out of up before, but...
1: He lost, too, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not a good strategy. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no. Like, don't call your shot before. <laughs> like, it's basically... It's made for a heel to win this thing. I mean, yes, baby faces have done it, but...
1: But it's a good heel move to run out last second and use it.
2: Yeah yep. And uh, Like yeah So Vince comes out Says there's one more match Because uh, this is around the, the time too Where like You know Vince He's pretty much a bad guy For what he's doing to Shawn Michaels But he's also trying to make uh, You know Make like decent decisions or whatever and like, but Edge also part of Edge's character was they use Lita as a sex object. To uh, for her to, and, and again, I'm not being mean. This is actually like what they were doing. He would use Lita, he would use Lita's body to get whatever he wanted.
1: In the storyline.
2: In the storyline, Jess. That that was the thing. Like, because the next night on Raw, when they did the the live sex thing. Yeah. Lita came out and said, we've already talked to Mr. McMahon, and thanks to my oral persuasion. uh, (laughs) Which I don't know how she could have fought Bruce Pritchard off to get a spot on that dick. Uh, Yeah. Because Bruce was really fat back then.
1: Uh, Yeah, a lot of that stuff doesn't age well.
2: Yeah. But like, she just ah uh, no. but like the whole thing with you know him kind of using lita to his advantage because lita was smoking hot back then yeah i mean and she yeah and most of the time like her top was pretty much her tops actually came from the olive garden they used to be napkins that they just cut in half and <laughs> put one over uh each booby
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and poor lita i feel bad for her because she had a lot of heat around this time, and you know Edge, you know you're uh, I forgot who's the legend that said it, but you're a proper you're a proper heel when you get death threats. Uh, Edge got a lot of death threats. Uh, Edge had a lot of people that legitimately hated him. The locker room legitimately did not like him for the whole Matt Hardy thing because everyone liked Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh. So everyone had a disdain towards Edge. Everyone had a disdain towards Lina. And poor Lita was getting called a hoe. But they made it work. It was good to the gimmick, you know. And he was a great scumbag.
2: And what's actually funny... What's actually funny is they broke... They were already broken up by mid-2006.
1: And she still had to, like, be by his side and get called all that
2: shit. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like... Like they had broken up because they knew it wasn't going. They knew it wasn't going to work.
1: A lot of respect to her too, because yeah. no one really deserves that. And you know, slut shaming
2: on national TV is not really yeah. a good look. You know, Edge wasn't even in the crowd for her Hall of Fame induction.
1: I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, he didn't go to the Hall of Fame that year. Wow.
1: Yeah, well, he's got a new wife. That was what? Well, not new, but yeah, he's been happily married for a while. That Phoenix. Yeah. With old Beth Pooh. But like
2: but yeah, so like they made her do all the uh, made her do all the shit and by the way, the you're actually two legends have said that. I hate one, you hate the other. Okay. Uh Bully Ray said it on Austin's podcast the other day. Or on Austin's Skull show. Yeah. That's the one I hate. You want to take a guess Is the one you hate,
0: Corda? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't hate Corda. What did they say?
2: Uh, they said the line of, you're not a proper heel unless you're getting death threats. Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: And, and, and those a would heal. know.
1: I think, especially around this time, everyone hated Cena all the adults like all the uss hated Cena and all the women and children love Cena i think edge was a perfect rival for him because edge was kind of like cool too he, he wasn't but he was also slimy enough and scummy enough to where you you hate him uh he was
2: a bit cool but he wasn't like he could get booed against cena yeah he was good at getting cena well, over cuz he he played the part of the chicken shit heel very well oh no i'm not going to do this match uh Or I'm going to get the, you know, or, you know, he would run if somebody were coming after him, you know, or, you know, you know what, I would wrestle you tonight, but I just don't feel like it. I mean, he's doing, like, a lot of people say, you know, like now MJF is like the greatest heel out there in wrestling. MJF's just doing uh, what, uh what Edge did back in the day, except for MJF uh, doesn't have a, a woman out there with him. Right. So, but he's doing, you know, he's pretty much doing what Edge did. Uh, yeah. You know, but without the woman. Uh and uh You're the guy in the show. Show. but joke. But with Edge, he was you know, he was the original one I think to do it. I mean there were other like chicken shit heels, but nobody was a better at being a chicken shit heel than Edge. Because
0: Yeah, like, I can't think of anybody else.
2: Yeah. I mean Any MJF Christian? does it MJF does it pretty good now. Uh
0: Christian was pretty good in, when he was in
1: TNA. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, so this thing starts at the revolution. It's not much of a match. It's like uh, 15 seconds. And he beats Cena for the title. This is huge. Then the life sex nope. celebration. We've already talked about it a little bit. Uh, doesn't age well, but... It was a huge moment, and it was, like, big for Edge and really kind of... It, it showed you what a dickhead he was, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the man. I'm going to fucking rail this chick now. <laughs> what in the title? I'm the shit, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was a good, like, bad guy move. You know, you could never do it now. But, uh, you know, good for him and Lita mm-hmm. putting themselves out there like that, too, you know? Yeah, which, by all the way, according
2: that. to Lita, she didn't want to do. Yeah, of course not. Who would want to do that? <laughs> but, like, according to her, like... Vince actually threatened her job, like, you have to do this. Oh, that's that's bad. Well, but that's the thing, is that, like, if that really did happen, Vince McMahon, you know, she could have sued his ass. I mean, I don't think, like, she necessarily wanted to. Yeah. But she could have sued him, because that is technically, I'm pretty sure that that kind of goes under sexual harassment. Yeah,
0: that's quid pro quo.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, let's go to the Royal Rumble. Okay. Because that's where they have the rematch. This one's kind of a controversial one because, not controversial, but Cena got the title back relatively quick.
2: Yeah. Uh, Which Edge kept promising, I'm not going to be a transitional champion. I'm not going to. Yeah. But he was. <laughs> yeah. Now...
1: I don't really want to do this to this man. I don't want to throw any more shade to this poor bastard because we've done enough on this show. Do you think it was a bad move not taking this whole thing to WrestleMania and kind of have an edge, you know, drop the belt here so Cena can start a program with Triple H?
0: I
2: liked the Cena-Triple H match at 22. Yeah. I do think that uh, they could have gotten more mileage out of this and taken it to WrestleMania. Because what did Edge do? Was that the Mick was. Yeah. It? Well, that
1: was iconic too.
2: Yeah. So I think it was more. I don't know, like if it was really just you know Triple H kind of flexing the muscles, because uh, Triple H was actually starting to mellow out by then. Because like, yeah. If if, if you really think about it the ratings went to hell when he was champion. Pat Patterson resigned from the company as an agent when he was champion because Patterson was the only one to speak up because Vince asked him, why are the ratings down? Patterson looked into it, found out the reason why the ratings are down. They're down because of Triple H. And Stephanie didn't like that. Stephanie was head of creative. So Stephanie, you know, kind of started pushing Patterson away. Uh, But so like triple H, you know, had to deal with the fact that, you know, again, ratings were down because of him. He's already getting accused of burying talent, even though, I mean, you know, because he buried Scott Steiner and Booker T and Goldberg. They didn't fit the WWE mold. Right. Okay. RVD really didn't even fit the WWE mold. So, like, and I think Triple H knew that. That's why, like, he kind of refused to play ball. The only person that I disagree with him not playing ball with is Owen Hart. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else, I I can kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah uh owen hart and rvd i mean yeah because rvd when our rvd finally was given the ball and uh, tried to run with it and then you know got pulled over uh yeah that was stupid
1: but like 2002 2003 rvd was really over like he was the only one over in that whole alliance people loved rvd yeah uh so they the triple h just didn't see anything uh in him backstage-wise. Right. From what I've heard. I don't know. I was, yeah.
2: I mean, and again, like, you can definitely disagree with that, too. But, I mean, like, the other ones, though, I can definitely see where Triple H is coming from. Right. But, like, when it comes to Owen Hart and probably R- RPD, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't be able to get my head that far up my ass. To see where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh
1: But he made Cena look good, so.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and Which is, yeah, because he realized then, he's like, all right, Cena and Batista are the future of the company. So, yeah. and, you know, Edge also, I mean, technically at the time, the future of the company, too.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And his speed is great, too. So what did we think of the
2: Royal Rumble match? I thought it was good, to be honest with you. Like, watching it, I was surprised that Cena won. Yeah. It makes sense. I thought
1: it was a good match. It it was a good match. I don't know. I mean, I think the right guy won because, you know, Edge and Mick Foley was a moment that Edge needed, too, in his career. So maybe it is good he lost the title. They meet again uh, at after all the WrestleMania season shit's done, they meet again a Backlash.
2: Right, with Triple H and the Triple Threat. Yes. Which, I mean, that was a really good main event. I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of people lost interest by the time the main event came on because you, tri- uh, you had Shawn Michaels teaming up with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> to, take on, so, to take on Satan and Lucifer. Back of the year. That was the stupidest shit. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, like the most offensive
1: i know <laughs> it was so stupid that
0: oh that was corn. that
1: was lame that's like one of those times where I, wa- I wish i was in the meeting with him just when he thought of it. he's like you know what pal uh sean reformed like he became a good person he's off the drugs he did it because of god oh god god's
2: gonna be in his corner god yeah but even when even when the people in the creative say Vince, it's a bad idea I think we're going to run with (laughs) it. He doesn't know... uh, I mean, the only way you're going to be able to cancel out one of his bad ideas during a creative meeting is to hit him in the head with a fucking shovel and throw him in the back of a trunk and not let him out until the show that he had the bad idea for has passed. Yeah. Uh, But, like, that whole thing... and, And, again, this that really doesn't have anything to do with that. But the Backlash 06 match, that triple threat, it was really good. But like I said, you know, it was kind of overshadowed by the fact that you had to deal with that shit. Yeah. Uh, But then, like, people were really starting to get behind Triple H. So you could feel Triple H's babyface turn coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the next time they would kind of meet, is uh, at you that know one good. night stand 2006 with Where, uh, I mean they did wrestle calm down let me finish my thought but Edge did screw him over <laughs> in, yeah. in that and which got Edge a pot, by the way yeah because nobody wanted to see fucking Cena win that night but Edge comes in spears him and it kind of sets up the triple threat on
2: Raw yeah when you're holding up a time that says Cena wins we riot. It's like, okay, this is what you got
1: <laughs> to... Him throwing the shirt in the crowd and them throwing it back. They <laughs> yeah. threw it again and they threw it back.
2: That, that was pretty cool, yeah. actually. And I'm pretty sure the reason why Edge interfered in the match, I want to say he won a number one contenders match. Like, he was guaranteed the next shot at the title at whoever won. And the way they kind of set it up was, oh, Edge can beat RVD.
0: Yeah.
2: He hadn't been able to beat Cena. Yeah ever of uh, you beat Cito. well i mean it took uh you know f- well three uh main eventers and two jobbers to to do it but <laughs> uh but
1: carlito wasn't a jobber
2: <laughs> yes he was uh he should have been nothing more than a jobber uh Anyway, but like so when Edge interfered and you know that obviously that made perfect sense. And then the next night on Raw, when they uh, Cena and Edge were supposed to wrestle and the ECW guys got involved and and Edge got the hell out of Dodge again, playing the chicken shit heel, which is what you're supposed to do.
1: Uh, Which is what he needed to do because he looked really cool the night before. Yeah. So it was cool that he made himself look like a pussy the next time.
2: Exactly. I mean, and that's what you have to do. And that's where, like, you know, the whole chicken shit heel, because, you know, you've seen a lot of guys play the chicken shit heel, but not really be able to pull it off. Two guys, I think, have done the best at pulling it off. Obviously, Edge being one, and uh, that little bastard NJF being the other. Of, uh, Although, to be honest with you, like, NJF runs a hell of a lot faster than Edge ever did. Uh But uh, like so, and then you want to like,
1: get to the triple threat? Yeah. All right. I think so, that's what I'm trying to say. Think. RVD wins the title. Huge. Uh, people loved it. But then he wanted the smoky, smoky, the wacky, wacky, and uh, he went out with Cebu with a car full of pot and paraphernalia and all that. <laughs> got caught. Got pulled over. uh by title run, 30 day suspension. He's forced to lose the belt on Raw. Sucks if you're an RVD fan. Beautiful thing if you're an Edge fan. <laughs> right. This is actually one of the better WWE title matches on Raw. I really like this triple threat match. I remember watching it like a year ago, and I really fucking like this match. Uh, it had all types of different dynamics. I mean, the only kind of negative thought is you knew, at the time, you knew RVD was going to drop it because everything that had happened.
2: Well, he was supposed to drop it a couple of weeks after this at Saturday night's main event. Right. Cause they knew, cause Vince knew he's just like, okay, I don't think RVD, like we let RVD have this moment, but we got to give the title back to, cause he knew he wanted to continue with Edge and Cena. Yeah. And then RVD was the ECW champion anyway. So they're like, all right, we'll do the ECW title you know Rob can have that and then Rob fucked the whole thing up and so that's why Vince is just like all right screw it we're going to do the title switch here because if I keep a pothead on as WWE champion you know even if it's just for another 2 weeks I'm screwed yeah because he was already <laughs> feeling, he was already feeling a lot of heat from the board of directors I think for the whole god thing because yeah. they were all getting on his ass because of all that. And he was doing other stuff. I mean, here's a guy, for Christ's sake, uh, he wanted to run a storyline with his daughter, Stephanie. I'm not going to get into full details about it because uh, it is wrong. But he wanted to run a, a storyline with Stephanie Stephanie was pregnant at the time. Yeah. So like he was he was already getting himself in a deep shit because his ideas were just getting like goofy. Right. Uh but yeah, so Triple Threat Edge wins it. Uh so you know so then they're going to set up the uh Edge versus Cena at the Saturday Nights Main Event.
1: Yeah, and uh the kind of the build-up to that was really good. Like she you know, go to the hotel room, beat the shit out of Edge when he just wanted to have a nice night with his woman. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so, well, then they have the match. And, uh, made event. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big match. Uh, Edge wins, right?
2: No, it was a DQ because Alita just came, Alita came in and slapped the referee.
1: Yeah. Cause Cena was about to win.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what they were trying. And that's what they were trying to do, though. Was the edge was trying to get qualify. and Mike Healy just kept refusing to ring the bell. So Cena, er, so Lita just went in and slapped him, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's how we'll. That's how we'll end the match." Right. was like, it's funny. The only time the WWF title has ever changed hands on NBC is when Andre beat Hogan in 88. Yeah. Oh,
1: really? Kind of even count,
2: wow. really. <laughs> well, yeah, because he didn't keep the belt. But, but yeah.
1: Uh, this is, Do we remember the Saturday Night's Main Event match, Eric?
0: I mean, I didn't... It's not one of the matches I watched. I watched the three main matches that they had, but uh right. I'll, I'll go back and watch it later.
2: It's not their
1: best It's kind of Cena dominating it.
0: Yeah.
2: Well yeah, because Edge again playing the chicken shit heel. It, He's like I gotta get the fuck out of here. It was perfect heel versus baby face booking. For sure.
1: Before yeah. SummerSlam, because this thing's still hot and heavy, the year two thousand six is mainly these two. Yeah. Uh before SummerSlam, Edge and Lita uh go to visit Cena's father. And uh, they walk around the house, and then he slaps Cena's dad in the face. How much of a heel move is this, Eric?
0: In 2006, it's a big heel move, Um, especially in that kind of era where it's still – it won't want to get too much publicity for uh, doing that. But in 2022, different story. I thought it was a good storyline. Especially you get heat. You want heat on uh, edge. That's how you get Cena over.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Going into that, uh, so you saw the three main matches, so I'm assuming you saw the SummerSlam match?
0: Absolutely.
1: What did you think of that
0: one? I thought it was a good match. I thought I don't think it was their best match but of the three, but um, I liked it. I liked it better than the Royal Rumble one.
1: Yeah, I think I think I did too. It was really good, and I was glad that uh, Edge got the win.
2: Well, yeah, because it was also again he gets some more heat because he did it in Boston. Yeah, and,
1: and the kind of yep. the beginning of the feud was a little one sided. So yeah, it was nice that Edge was start. To... He needed the win. Yeah,
2: and, and the fact that he smacked Cena with brass knucks in the back of his head.
1: Yeah. Uh...
0: Remember the stipulation that if Edge got DQ'd. He would lose the title. Yeah, and Lita
2: made sure that he didn't get caught.
0: <laughs> no. Uh
2: because you know. That's why that's I that's why the match better Lita than uh, to give her another Number. Uh, well, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good match. I mean, it's not necessarily like my favorite SummerSlam because. uh. <clears throat> Like They had the Batista-Booker T match for the (laughs) world title on SmackDown and you talk about paper champions. I mean, Booker T with the construction paper champion. Oh, God. Uh, It was also the Hell in a Cell, right?
0: Or was that the next
2: one? Hell in a Cell was two years later. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it was... No, the Hell in a
0: Cell with with DX and...
2: No, that was the next month.
0: Oh,
1: that. But yeah, I really and, uh, I enjoyed this match. It was a good heel move for him, hitting him with the brass
2: knuckles. Now,
1: would we all say that Unforgiven 2006 is the best match between the two, or not? Yeah,
2: table and chairs, definitely. Uh, yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, even though the crowd was very much on Edge's side, no matter how good of a heel he was, uh, they were very much. Oh yeah, on, it was in Toronto.
0: Well, in the yeah. Toronto crowd.
2: Well. And that's the funny thing uh the Canadian fans they're very much it's almost like, you know, Chicago. Yeah. Uh where they boo whoever they want, they cheer whoever they want. Uh they know who the babyface is, they know who the heel is, but they don't give a shit. Yeah. Edge was their boy. So mm-hmm. they were going to cheer him. You know, just like back WrestleMania 18, and Sharon and I were there. You know, Hogan was supposed to be this nasty heel. They cheered Hogan the entire time.
1: They liked Hogan.
2: Yeah. They cheered Hogan. They booed Rock. And Bruce Prichard tells a story about how he actually went in the crowd, and he was actually telling people in the crowd, they're like, you know Hogan's a heel, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's what he said. I don't boo- know if he actually went up to 68,000 people. I mean, I know he didn't come up to us. didn't come up to us. Yeah. I don't
1: remember him.
0: Yeah. Uh, did, did you boo uh, Rock or, or uh, Hogan? Uh, okay. I,
2: booed, I, boo- I booed Hogan. Hogan's a true fan. Good job. I did,
0: too. I'm proud of you. We
2: all, we all booed Hogan. Except for, I think, Kenny Lehman. Uh, Kenny Lehman's always been a Hogan guy, so... I think he booed rock. Has he really? Oh. I I I believe he has. Uh I mean if he listens to this episode and disagrees with me, trust me, he'll tell me. Uh I
1: swear he told me Big Show was his favorite wrestler one time. We still argue about it. He said he never said that.
2: He got mad at you for saying the Mids was your favorite wrestler.
1: I was, you know, pretty right on that prediction, though, and his potential and how good he ended up being. Yeah. Uh, Uh, He sucked at the time, (laughs) but but, uh, this match was fucking awesome. Uh, I think we all remember the F.U. or the S.T.F. No, the F.U. the Attitude Adjustment, whatever the fuck, threw the table off the ladder.
2: Yeah. Great spot. Exactly. Uh, and again, that's another pay per view to where, uh, like, they were. Um, I mean, the undercard was okay, yeah. but like you had the McMahon's versus and the McMahon's and Big Show versus uh, DX and that Helena cell.
1: That was great.
2: Yeah. So like those two matches really carried the, those two matches and Trish's retirement carried the pay per view. Yeah, but
1: Trish's reti- that also was not her best match with Lita.
2: Not at all. And like you could tell that like Trish was starting to lose it because the way Trish bent backwards. Yeah. Almost breaking Lita's back. Yeah. And that sharpshooter. Ooh. Yeah. You could tell Trish had never done the move before. Yeah. But they said, get yourself over. You're in Canada, which telling a Canadian to get herself over in Canada. It's just like, first of all, she's hot. (laughs) She's over wherever she goes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you and I were actually at a uh, house show earlier that day that SmackDown and ECW did. Yes, we were. Uh, a house show that Big Show was originally supposed to be at, but then they decided uh, um, then they decided that, oh, no, we need Big Show for this pay-per-view. Even though the house show we went to was at two in the afternoon, they ran the hmm. pay-per-view at seven. And the house show we went to was in Niagara Falls, New York, and it's easy to get from Niagara Falls to Toronto. You have to just cross a
0: bridge. <laughs> so you went to both shows?
2: No, we didn't go to the Toronto show. Uh, Is that Toronto? Oh no, no, that was WrestleMania. Never mind. Well, it's Niagara Falls, but Niagara Falls and Toronto, I think, are they're both in Ontario, so right.
0: Uh, like it's about an hour drive from ooh. Niagara Falls.
2: Big Show still would have made it. To- <laughs> the show was over at 4.30 <laughs> 5.30, you're fine. Big Show can miss catering.
1: No, he can't. <laughs> uh, Unforgiven. I mean, this was a great match. To me, it's one of their best ones, but uh, this kind of capped off that part of the feud. They would revisit it a little later.
2: Yeah, but no, this was like the yeah. best like this opening chapter I think of the feud. Was like the best part. Like 2006. I know they would try to kind of recreate the magic in like 2009. Yeah, and I understand mm. that
0: in the road title.
2: But you really like you could not recapture the magic of 2006.
1: Yeah, I mean Edge was still great in two thousand nine. Like how he, like we watched that Elimination Chamber when he lost the title in a few seconds to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and then he came back, beat the shit out of Kofi, and won the title, World title. And so him going in
2: the triple threat match with Big Show was actually not bad. Yeah, I mean Edge and Big Show were fighting for the affections of Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, the storyline was (laughs) a bit. yeah. It was a weird storyline. That would be like Will Smith and Chris Rock fighting for the affections of Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> they are, very on the I like that. Thank you. Uh
1: It was cool him getting both of them up for an attitude adjustment.
2: Though. Yeah. Uh Which actually shows how strong Cena is. Because Big Show at that time, you know, Big Show, like now he's about, you know, three three thirty, I think. Yeah. Uh really? Damn I, I think. He lost an awful it lot. He was like
1: five hundred before,
2: right? Yeah. Uh hand. But like, you know, when he was five hundred pounds, it was just it was so difficult I think. But big and also big show too. uh they show like when you're that big you have to be willing to go up for stuff. So Big Show would help, you know, guys lift him up. Yeah. Uh, But, no, the the triple threat match at 25, I really didn't think it was that good. I do think that their last man standing match at the back last pay-per-view the next month, even though uh, Baby Huey got involved in that, I do think it was a really good match. Right.
1: What, the WrestleMania match? The match? Some, kind of right? the, some
2: people say their
1: Backlash match is like the best match they ever had.
2: Yeah, well, cause That's what a last man standing match is supposed to be. I mean, it could have done without uh big fella you know, tugging his big ass out there. And even though the whole choke slam through the stage light was actually pretty cool.
1: Do you think that Edge winning the last match of the rivalry was the way to go?
2: I don't yes. mind it, to be honest. I don't think, though, that they thought that that was going to be the last match they ever had, or the last big-time match. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, but they didn't think that at the time. <laughs> How the hell were they supposed to I have an Ed, idea.
0: You? What? I mean, when Edge retires, Cena should be his last match.
1: I think those two could still put out a good match.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they
2: probably. Even that WrestleMania sure. this Well, because like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure like as long as they didn't want to you know put over somebody that sucked for Edge's last match, you know like they did with Kurt Angle, because Kurt Angle wanted John Cena to be the retirement match. Yeah. And he did? yeah, he's just like it's got to be Cena. I was Cena's first match. Cena should be my last match. And makes uh, sense. Vince so, Vince is just like, you know Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Cena's head should <laughs> like a shaved penis like Corbin's head does. Uh and that's the year Cena didn't even wrestle, right? He came out and rapped. Yeah. So I think it was more yes. uh Vince thinking that Baron Corbin was hot shit instead of just shit. Uh and Cena also saying, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to Mania. Because, you know, Cena now, and again, he's got a very successful movie career. He's part of a very successful franchise right now. So you can't really blame him for it. But right now, Cena's just like, look, I love the WWE, but I'm riding this other train until the wheels fall off.
1: Yeah. But overall, He'll be back. Overall, let's give our final thoughts on this feud and give a rating to it. We'll go with you, Eric.
0: I personally love this feud. It's probably my favorite of the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era. especially It's my favorite Cena you know, feud. probably my favorite Edge feud, too. Uh, so, It's my favorite feud in the Ruthless Aggression Era. I thought it was really well done, especially 2006. It was almost after the year. Um, they still had a match to Steel Cage on Raw after um, Unforgiven Pay-Per-View, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Doug? Yeah, they did. It was
2: uh, yeah. like it was a couple so, weeks after the Unforgiven Pay-Per-View.
0: So the Unforgiven Pay-Per-View match wasn't exactly their last match of this feud. It was just Steel Cage, but seen unretained. But, yeah, I love this feud, so I give this feud a 10 out of 10. Doug? I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I mean, I
2: love the feud. Yes, I I do think as well that it was one of the uh, best feuds of that Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, I do think that Edge is John Cena's greatest opponent. Uh, But yeah, no, I give this feud a 9 out of 10.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would give this a 9 out of 10 too. It's not my favorite feud in the ruthless aggression era, but I think it objectively probably is the best <clears throat> from a storytelling perspective. These guys.
0: I think I care. know what your favorite is. What is it? Um, Batista and uh, Triple H.
1: Close. That's like my my uh, second or third.
0: Uh, Randy oh.
1: Orton, Mick Foley. Okay. But uh. This was amazing. Uh, These two put on hella, hella matches, hella matches. They put on great matches. They the storyline itself was good. Edge was the perfect villain to go against the white meat babyface that was John Cena. So uh, this was a great feud. I can't wait to keep talking about more. And uh, to go home, since we don't have the licensing rights to uh, Edge's song, we're gonna have to sing it. Oh. Understand. Last <laughs>
0: And uh Thank you.
1: And we will see everybody next week. Evening, Love you guys. Love hey, you. Guys. Here's blue flash. <laughs> he said it back. Oh, awesome. I'm ready,
0: Doug. He's not
2: saying it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Eric. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. Bring the oil.